Afternoon, as or I keep saying afternoon when it's the evening. I think it's because it's is the it light evening? nights, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's now. Six yeah, I see. I, I see is evening, and uh, do we? See, I suppose we better introduce in case someone's joined us for the first time. Uh, but That's this is right. episode four, isn't it, of uh, short convos? I'm J.C. Cashman, Warrior of Light, and I'm Asmira Lai, still working on the AK. <laughs> and uh, this is a this is a recording of our our conversations. Uh, okay, uh, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback from people, and uh, the, this week already only like four episodes into it, uh, saying they're enjoying it. So do give us that feedback if if you are comment, share, speak to us, message, whatever, whichever way. Uh, but how's your week been, As? My week's been all right. It's um. You know, this is just the new normal now. So nothing is really, it's, it's a bit hard to, when you say week on week, how's your week been? It's kind of all blurred into, into one thing at the minute. Uh, everything's fine, but nothing's really changing, I guess, is what I'd say. Yeah. Yours? Uh, if you'd asked me at the start of the week, I would have had a very different answer. But right now, I'm good. I'm good. I, I feel a little bit tired. I'm not allowed to say that. I feel a little bit drained, but just because I've just done a load of classes and everything. Uh, but that aside, Monday, I, went, I just didn't have a really good start to the week, just in my own headspace. And then uh, by the end of the day, I'd sorted it out pretty much. But yeah, I've got a few things uh, I noted that I thought we, we could uh, chat about, convo about. Uh, yeah, but I'll the let first you take thing, the lead because uh, you had quite a few notes for this week. So yeah, prepped. Uh, the first thing I, I don't know if you can relate to it at all, but Lauren and I, uh, my wife Lauren and I, just had a convo about it. Is uh, short-term memory is really bad at the moment? I don't know if you can relate mm. to that. I don't know if it's the situation. Well, I'm pretty sure it has to be the situation. I just think there's just so much noise at the moment, not just having three kids, uh, but there's just so much noise. Maybe it is that. Uh, the short-term uh, memory, short-term con uh, concentration is really tricky at the moment. You've got to really like hone in to stay on, on task on something. So, hold on. Are we saying memory or are we saying attention span? Uh, well, for me... Well, it's a bit of both, really. It's like I can quite easily start a task, get distracted. It must be kids. Get distracted and then come back and start another task, get into that right. task, realise I didn't finish the other task. As I'm about to do the other task, get distracted, come back, start a third task, suddenly realising I didn't do the last target. So when I start that one, it's like jumping around. But Lauren's actually short-term memory uh like she couldn't she said something to me walking into the kitchen and then i was like lauren what did you say and she was like what did i say i don't know and it, it's like that <laughs> well they say that multitasking isn't a thing and that we shouldn't do it that we should actually just focus on one thing at a time and i think now when you especially when you have kids like you're saying you don't have a choice like you you have to multitask because otherwise you know they're like you said when you said Poppy comes over and like needs your attention. And you were saying last week that you're trying to not just say, uh, not now I'm busy. So then you're forced to kind of pause what you're currently doing, go to that. And then I guess your brain just doesn't pick up where it left off quite as well. Yeah, but you're not been having, maybe, maybe it's just us. So you're not been having any short term. Not, not that I've noticed, but maybe it's just because no one's made me remember anything. <laughs> uh, what, what are you talking about? 
exactly. We're in such a we're in such a like a, not a boring routine, but the, the days are all pretty much the same. That there's not been a moment where I've gone, oops, I forgot to do this or do that because I'm, we're basically doing the same stuff. Not that we're doing nothing, but it's just very samey. Yeah. Oh, completely. It wasn't in the notes, but we're completely off track here. Uh, I like it when I get a new experience. Uh, we had a, uh, a swarm of bees, honeybees, uh, come into our garden today. Uh, uh, they, yeah, they're, they're pitched up, but you can't see it. I wouldn't be able to show you in a, in a tree now. Uh, but they well, the neighbour uh, came over. He he's actually got beehives, and uh, the neighbour came over next door, and he said, "Oh, you got a swarm of bees?" Because he obviously knows what he's talking about and must have heard them or seen them. He's like, "Could I come round, you know, social distance and have a look?" I was like, "Yeah, cool, come round the back." And literally, the corner of our garden—it's funny enough where all the bonsais are—was just a huge swarm of bees. And he's like, "Oh, they're completely passive at this time. You 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 know, while they're swarming, there's no issue or threat at all." And uh, but yeah, he reckons it was a small swarm, like 6,000 or something. And then they all congregated into a tree. And he said, oh, they're starting to create a hive now. Uh, wow. And then uh, they jumped from one branch to another branch to another branch. And uh, he's like, oh, when, when they actually create a hive, hopefully it's that position he can get to because then he'd be able to transfer it to one of his actual hives boxes. and yeah. uh, boxes and look after them there. Uh, but yeah bit of random i've never seen a hive of bees uh face to face like that before it was uh yeah fascinating yeah that's really cool we in america we had a tree house where my dad used to live and we went up there for the first time in a year and we're sitting in there we, i was really young at the time we're playing and then you hear bees and i've turned and the entire wall and i mean the entire wall had been turned into a beehive and we were basically sitting in a massive uh, beehive. But again, it was at that time of year where they're passive and they, they didn't really, I guess, even notice us being so close. They didn't seem too bothered. But yeah, it's quite surreal to see it. So bringing it back to a to, uh, topic of conversation, have you seen anything awesome this week or different or, or new in the mundane of the Groundhog Day? <laughs> have I seen anything awesome? I really don't want to say no, but I really think my answer is going to be no. Yeah, I, I cannot think of anything that's uh, stood out, which is probably a bad thing. It means I'm probably not uh, absorbing. Exploring it. enough. Yeah. All right, yeah. next week. So you've got to tell us something that was new next week now. I'm going to put that. Or it's my short term in, in my loss, Yeah. Right? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, new experience. I'm going to write that in. Okay, right. Uh, I've been, uh, Tuesday nights I do, because this is uh, uh, recorded on a Wednesday this week, isn't it? We have normally post on a Tuesday night. I've been finishing our Fight Club, our champion development training with uh, some uh, motivational uh, videos. Uh, there's a, a quite famous dream one, or I know uh, it's like clips of films put together and clips of uh, different people talking over. I did Arnold Schwarzenegger's six uh Rules to success, uh, laws to success, and a few different ones. I did one yesterday. Uh, the Eric is it Eric Thomas. The uh, you've got to want it as much as you want to breathe. Yes. 
uh, and there's a great bit in that uh, where he's uh, and he just seems to be relating at the moment, which is uh, cry if you have to, but cry uh, because you're pushing on, uh, not because you're stopping. And it really that that really resonated this week. It's like you can see people crying around you. And it's like yeah, cry, man cry because you're you're pushing yourself to the limit pushing yourself to continue even though you're so down and uh you know financially in the dumps emotionally everything else but at least cry because you're doing something about it don't just curl up in a corner and cry and everything uh so is there any motivational stuff that uh you you've caught so yeah that Arnold Schwarzenegger one if anyone's not caught that I think that's a there's a longer speech that they do and then a shorter one you can like yeah. YouTube it for but anyone particularly you turn to motivation wise it's it's interesting you bring this up so I was speaking to my wife Anne uh the other day because she can't stand you spoke to stuff you speak spoke. Once, once a week we sit down and we we speak to each other any more than that and it'd be a divorce <laughs> but uh she can't stand all this motivational stuff it drives her mad really? so like yeah yeah so if i need to That's get her off the sofa and she's like being lazy or whatever it is i play a motivational tape not to inspire her but because it drives her so mad she'll leave the room and it gets her up uh it doesn't Interesting. it doesn't resonate with her she's not found a voice or a way of it being presented to her where it resonates, which I find really interesting because I'm, I'm all up for it. I like it. Uh, but she, it doesn't click with her. Uh, so personally for me... Is that going to say you're sticking with that? Sticking with that. Is that a cultural what? thing, do you think? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So uh, yeah, she's, for anyone who doesn't know, she's German. Um, and maybe they're a bit more or a bit less, I don't want to say the word dreamy, but they take things very literally and they do things by systems. That seems to be a, a thing around them in general. Uh, so anything that's not very grounded or that you have to kind of use your mind, I'm struggling to explain it without sounding like I'm insulting the entire country, <laughs> uh, which is not my intention. Uh, but they have a dry humor and they, they, they're very to the point with things. So I don't know if it's just a bit, I'll have to ask, I'll have to. Because he, these motivational things are very American, aren't they? The majority of yes. the films are American films and everything else. And, uh, you know, they're very much, yeah, gung-ho, go, go America. But I have found personally a lot of uh, inspiration, a lot of energy, like the Irish Open this year, uh, building up to that. And the British, but the Irish Open songs, for instance. I was putting on songs. They weren't necessarily motivational songs, but they were just songs that were getting everyone motivated. And I was turning that to motivate myself as a coach, to then motivate the fighters. And I've mm. seen firsthand how that, how that works for people as well. Uh, not everyone needs it and everyone needs it in different ways but anyway you were saying your your turn to the motivation yeah like I, I agree with you on, or i i can i can see out where you're coming from with the songs so there's a lot of songs i listen to that just if i'm needing to get myself into gear or get myself going i know for a fact i can put one of five songs on and uh, it gets me back on track if i've fallen off the rails uh, in any way. One example is um, Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. So if I'm just, if, I, if I'm having a day where I'm struggling to, to, um, to aim myself, so to, to put myself on a task and stick with it, 
that song, there's something about it where if I can put headphones on and just listen to it and kind of meditate to it for three minutes, uh, I come out the other side and I'm like, right, let's, let's do what needs to be done. Uh, speeches wise, there's not a lot. I used to listen to a guy called Elliot Hulse uh, and he was a big motivation for me. He was a strength and conditioning coach. One of the first kind of talk to the camera YouTube guys. And he did a lot of videos, very much directed to men and helping men kind of find direction with things like their careers and getting in good shape and all the rest of it. Getting your balls um, together. Yeah, his, his, what was his line? He had a real famous line. His line was breathe into your balls. And it was basically like get back in touch with, uh, with your manhood and what it is to be a man. And then that will guide you and you'll figure the rest out from there. Uh, and kind of getting back to basic instincts of all of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I like the motivational stuff. But I do know what Anne means in the sense that I guess different things resonate for different people. So you'd show the same speech to 10 different people and some would say, I don't get anything from that. Uh, and others will go and, you know, build mountains. So I guess it's just the frequencies and the way people like to absorb information. Mm. Yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, right, what's the first thing you want to do when all of this is over? I didn't ask this last week, did I? I think no, I had it written down, but then I, I didn't think ask we it. About this. No, uh, I think we not. spoke about fear in that, didn't we? So, yeah, yeah, I kind of asked this. So, the first thing you want to do when it's over is grand or minuscule as it might be. Well, there's like a two part answer to it for me. One, I want to do my normal day completely out of the house. So I, like, I want to go work out out of the house. I want to go do, I still have to do work, but I want to go sit, not in my home. I want to go to a coffee shop or whatever and just do admin away from my desk for one day. Uh, I want to go teach my classes. Um, we were speaking to a friend of ours, Sean McCarthy today. And like him, I want to punch someone in the face and I want to get punched in the face. Uh, and then, then that'll be a good day. That's part one. And then part two, I want to go and completely detach from humanity. So I want to go somewhere very secluded, very uh, off-grid, and just spend a few days just completely resetting, full full reset. You, I imagine you're a similar. Yeah, I want to do part two first. Part so two first, yeah. my first thing, and it gives me incentive to put the camper back together. So I've dismantled a uh, 1971 uh, 1600 camper engine. Uh, so uh, yeah, that gives me an incentive to do that. So I want to uh, reassemble that and drive to Cornwall, uh, go to uh, Luke's Island with the girls, because uh, we were going to actually do that on the weekend, literally when we went into COVID. Uh, so I've just got a call in to go to that. And uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be a nice, I, I've got a thing about resetting and everything else. And uh, I, I would like to do that. And then likewise, just crack on with the days and the classes and the events and, and everything else. So yeah, exactly the same, but probably the other way around. Yeah, there, there's definitely going to be need when all this is over. I think everyone should be aware of this, that there is gonna be need to switch it all off and switch it back on again. Uh, I think that's like the first lesson if you're going to become an IT tech is did you switch it off and did you switch it back on? And I think mm. that's what everyone's going to need to do with their whole lives. Because I think if you try to just fumble out of this back into what normality was, you're going to fall back into a lot of old routines and we're going to fall back into a lot of the problems that got us here in the first place. So I think as a world, as a universe, we need to take that time when all of this does go back 
to, to have a reset and it's going to look different for everyone. But I think I feel that that's going to be necessary for myself, that we need to go back to zero and then climb back up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, relating to how I've been feeling this week and uh, just uh, different people we talk to and, you know, uh, different things you read from different and all different walks of life. Like I'm I'm feeling uh, physically really good because I'm probably training personally more delivering the classes as pre-recorded and doing more classes in the sense where I wouldn't have another instructor leading, those kind of things. I'm probably feeling fitter and stronger uh, than I've been for a long time. Not that I have been unfit, but I haven't, for a better word, needed to be fit. If I've been yeah. off the journey of needing to be fit to beat an opponent for a while. I've, I've been fit for my purpose of life kind of thing. But like I was, you know, sparring with C last night, shadow sparring. I felt really strong. I felt really good. I did like that. Uh, however, I have at the start of the week, and I have, you know, bounced off different people this, uh, found at this current stage, we're questioning or I'm questioning what, what you do just as like whole grand scale of things. You're just questioning, and I think a few people have got caught in that where there's been so much downtime to a degree, it gives you an opportunity to question things. And mm. uh, yeah, you know, question everything basically. Have you found that, notice that at all? Yeah, there was a really good uh, speaker on this. I'm gonna have to get his name up for next week. I'll put it in the notes to remind me. And he said that your mind is a bit like an email inbox. And when you've got the normal life going on, stuff is just coming in and you're not opening and processing all these emails. It's just thoughts and ideas and uh, all of that. And like you said, now we've got all this downtime and all this headspace. And I think a lot of us are going through, for a better word, the junk mail. And we're pulling up all this stuff that's been pushed down, has been kind of put aside because we don't have time for it right now. And you are, you're questioning literally everything from why why do i exercise why do i do this exercise why do i do this for work what is even money uh what is the food that i'm eating why do i go to the shops you like everything comes up for question because you've just got the the time to do it whereas before it would be like i really don't have time to ponder the meaning of going to sainsbury's hmm yeah, no, I've really noticed that this week. And uh, I also noticed uh, this week, I had to write it down, is uh, do you talk to yourself? I talk to myself. Not, not openly, outwardly. Uh, yeah, I'd curse or I talk to myself when I'm training to push myself harder and those kind of things. But I have a, to a degree, I think I've got a split personality or a split self. And I talk to myself. I don't know why I've written it down, but I think I've I've written down. Uh, is it an evolutional thing? Is it evolution uh, that that kind of thing, or is it like a necessity, like a uh, a talking to? Yeah, what would you make of that? Just chatting what? your head. Yeah, well, I think it's what I think it's one of the things that separates us from the animals is our ability to have that internal dialogue. Now, obviously, we don't know if dogs are talking to themselves and thinking about these things. But I think it's where a lot of creativity stems from, is our ability to kind of look inwards for things and find them and then express them out. But, but I've always had an internal dialogue uh, on things. I'm sure most people, to some extent, do. Or maybe, I don't know if I'd call it a dialogue. I don't know if there's, because I don't know if there's a voice coming back at me. 
Yeah. But I'm I'm certainly putting stuff. Kill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm voicing things into there and then stuff in one way or another is getting regurgitated out or getting processed yeah do you, do, do you find that you talk to yourself all the time or that you're just you've gotten you're talking in your head uh talking in my head it's not it's not but like I can teach I can be teaching I've done it on gradings where I'm marking a grading I'm calling the commands and everything. And at the same time, I'm still giving exactly the same attention and everything. At the same time, I'm talking to myself about what I have to organize and have ready for the next route next. Right. It's, it's like on a, on, a, on a level, it's like on a, in a different compartment. But I've done yeah. it sometimes and the wires get crossed. And instead of saying, back there coming forward front kick, you'll turn around and say, okay, next route's got to say, it's like, what? <laughs> you come out with something. I guess it's how, when, when you've got certain things that you've done so many times that it's almost autopilot, that's when you've got the freedom to split your brain because it must be so little for us at this point with things like a grading. It must require such little computing power of our brain because it must be so pre-programmed in terms of the system that we have and how we go through things. So then I guess like a computer, you've only got so much CPU that you can use. And if there's available memory, then it's going to be able to do another task. And then the wires get crossed, I guess, when something's a little out of whack or, or not yeah. as reinforced as that is. Because I'd say places where I think a lot is when I'm driving. Because driving, especially if it's a familiar route, it's a very automatic experience now. Even if you're driving a manual car, you don't really think about it anymore. So it provides you with that headspace I remember yeah, you, you reminded me of a uh, conversation I had with someone else, actually. Uh, you are saying about driving. Do you have journeys that are automated as well? Because oh, yeah, your dojo coming up to you, because you, for anyone, you know, no one would know, uh, you live about 26 miles away on a drive. And at that drive, I am what not are you talking about? of anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> But is it not? Is that not a little bit scary? Like you do a twenty-six half an hour, forty-five minute journey, and you get there and you don't remember the journey. Yeah, it's crazy. I couldn't tell you any. Like if you said, "What? what tell me about a couple of people you saw along the way." I know I drove past people. I know I probably looked at them, uh, but I couldn't tell you what coat they were wearing or. But that's where Lauren is so different. Like we could walk okay. through an airport, and all I've picked up on is I want a chocolate croissant. That's all I've yeah. probably, has gone through my head. Uh, and we'll sit down, she'd be like, oh, do you see those, that couple? They were the couple behind the third couple that were in front of the ones <laughs> with the blue jacket when we parked. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> okay. Now, I don't know if that's a male, female thing, because I know, uh, like take for example, the way men shop for things. We know what we're going to go buy we know where we're going to go buy it we go we buy it we come out we leave whereas women don't do that women will look around women don't know exactly what they're looking for or they're looking for one thing and they look for something else so i don't know if it's just the, the way and this is where that whole thing maybe of women multitasking and men not is that down seem to take in the details is that or, down or to have a wider spread evolution of uh 
for instance, just taking it to rawness, like a, a female uh, would look after uh, the the cubs and everything else and would like look around, is everyone all right, is everyone all right? So whereas the male would be like, I've got to go, I've got to go yeah. in. That's I'd a bit, so. you know, it's not right, but. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but this is, this, I mean, now you're getting on a real sticky topic, aren't you? Because I would agree with that 100%, that that is an evolution that women are more nurturing because they just, you know, they make the babies and they raise the babies, evolutionary speaking. If you look at any animal in the, you know, animal kingdom, that's the way it seems to work. And the men go hunt, provide, and they have a very focused, drilled in way of looking at things. They do one thing at a time, they go do it, and then they bring it back. Do so what? I don't know, but now you say that, and it's like as if you're trying to put women in a box, put men in a box or you're trying to it, it, it then becomes what people would call sexist i don't know if it is because i don't mean it insulting i don't think it's insulting that a woman is more nurturing than a man it's just it goes back to like the first week don't it? i don't really like people so that's where they you know <laughs> let them think what they want <laughs> right this one uh so you you saw my notes yeah you're helping me just firing away with what yeah what please do please do so this one is going to be hard to explain. It might not come across. It might just be a load of waffle. But let, let's give it a try. I'm not talking about it. it the only, I don't know if there's a word or a bit of psychology to it or something. But it's the only word I can kind of give is mirroring. I can remember you saying it might have even been that guy you mentioned, that motivational guy that said about three people you meet in life, one's this and that. I'm going to say mirroring. I'm not talking about, like, you could walk into the, into a shop right now if you can't because the shop's closed but you could you could walk up to someone right now and uh you could scream and shout at them and uh instigate them to scream and shout like you could go driving couldn't you you could cause a bit of road rage and then they would get road rage straight back at you okay and then you could also uh, just be kind to someone and just say like thank you to someone and they would or let them go and they would say thank you to you. Uh, so I'm not going down the route because they they that they did studies where you know you could walk into a bar. They sent a guy into a bar uh, like a, there was a plant uh, who wouldn't say anything and he'd just sit there and have a drink and he'd go home. And then they sent another guy into the bar who would talk to the woman at the bar who would then speak to the guy at the bar and. By the time he walked out he had a relationship and a new business opportunity uh, so how it's not that and I suppose it's a little bit more on a uh, personal and if not relationship level uh, I'm relating it more between uh, myself uh, partners like Lauren and I husband and wife that there are times this is what I'm getting at where they are not wishing to put it in a negative way they say oh you're, you're doing something, you're behaving a certain way, let's say it's a negative uh, way, but you yourself, me myself, feel exactly the same thing the other way back. So am I making any sense at all? Probably not. Kind of. An example would be great if you think you could give one. <sighs> I, that's what I might have to come back to with it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Might have lost a thread here. Yeah. So... <laughs> It, it's like saying, it's like saying, uh, this is not the best example, but like saying, uh, you're, you, you're just being an arse, you're just being obnoxious or something. And it's like, and you're you aware of it. No, that's the thing. No. Right. Okay. You don't but someone's feel pointing you are. Out. 
and they're pointing it out, but you're aware that they are. Have you Being ever experienced this? Yeah, but they're probably in the same position. I understand. That they're not. So, so it, it's like a kind of synchronicity. It's a kind of dual state of being that neither of you are accepting that you are or realizing that you are having the effect on the other of. Yeah. Have you ever so yeah, yeah. So it's it's the magnets, isn't it? A plus and a plus, and they reject each other. They push each other away. So yeah. you're you're thinking, well, you're being a dick, and they're yeah. thinking, no, you're being a dick. And then there's absolutely no middle ground in that because then it's just you're complete polar on each other. Uh, so yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Why why are we? discussing I don't know. this. Oh, I just write that down. It's like, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we can go with it because I do understand there's, that's a very strange experience when you have it with someone. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, it's even at a deeper level of just saying, oh, you're, I'm going to have to write the example down when it happens next. It's a bit like a dream. Uh, you know, when you come out of a dream, you're like, oh yeah, uh, it, I, you lose it. it I, I must have written it down and then not written enough notes to follow up on it. So that, that might have to be, be a follow-up uh, digest on that one. Or if anyone's watching What you were saying this. about the, uh, the two people walking into the bar and having two very different experiences, I'd say a lot of people would, would say that's law of attraction and mm. get out what you put in. So if you, if you go in with negative energy or you go in quiet and not you know, wanting to keep to yourself, that's exactly what you're going to get from it. But if you go in yeah. open and speaking, then that's what you're going to attract. This, this isn't what I'm talking. This, this is almost on a on a deeper level of your subconscious. And what, what I'm trying to get at is uh, being able to control that would create better situations, avoid situations unnecessarily, and better control for opportunity as well, if that makes sense. I suppose that's what I'm getting at with it, is being able to answer. Do you, do you remember what I said about, uh, do you remember the, the thing, I'm sure it was your, your motivational mate, you said about three people that you're going to bump into tonight. Yeah, the, he says about the angel, the mirror, and the crystal ball. Uh, the, the angel brings you a gift so they bring you, you know, they, they come at just the right time and they bring you something in your life where you're like, oh, I'm just so glad you came into my life when you did because I just needed whatever that was. The mirror, they, they show you something about yourself that you either like or you don't like and they make it very glaringly obvious and then you have to kind of deal with that internal dialogue of being shown that person. Uh, and sometimes you like what you see and sometimes you really dislike what you see and you might end up, this is why I think you're talking about, you might end up taking it out on the person, but they're actually just reflecting back on you what they're yeah. seeing in you. That, yeah, that's exactly what this, yeah, where I was going with this. Okay, yeah. So I think yeah. that's what it is where someone, let's say, I will make an example now, someone is being lazy and it's winding you up that they're being lazy. So you kind of, maybe you call them on it and you say, why are you being so lazy? Why are you just sitting there? And then they'll say something to you along the lines of, well, why did you stay in bed all morning and not get up till two o'clock? And then straight away you're on the defensive because you're like, no, don't, this isn't about me. This is about you. But they've already put that mirror up 
uh, or to your behavior. So then not only are you angry at them for what they're doing, but they've then made you defensive in yourself because of what they've said about you. Yeah, I suppose what I'm getting at is it's just being aware of these things. I suppose I wrote it down as something that I want to try and fix. A bit yeah. like what I said with the girls of just saying, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like, I don't want to, it, it doesn't feel productive to be doing, having those conversations. I think partly what you're getting onto is a book we both really love, which is The Chimp Paradox. And maybe those moments where you get into your chimp mind, uh, mm. which is the part of you that gets a bit defensive and kind of just puts their foot down on something that, like you said, when your logical mind kicks back in later in the day, you go, that was just not a productive way. You know, I've, I've spent an hour thinking about that, churning it over and talking about it. But really, I could have been doing this, that and the other. But at that yeah. moment, your logical mind just wasn't anywhere to be found because you, you went full chimp mode. Uh, kind of on the similar kind of uh, vein, but slightly off of it. Uh, being a man of uh, science, as you said, if it was not last week, the week before when we were talking about ghosts or whatever it is, what do you make of like universe uh, synchronicity? That's the only way I can sort of explain it. Like, for instance, you think of someone that you need to call. At that exact moment, the phone rings and you answer it and it's them. Uh, surely you've experienced that. Uh, and like, for instance, uh, my, the day, uh, my dad, uh, passed away, uh, Cece was going, uh, to Brighton, uh, with him, uh, out for the day or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, she was, she was going to go to Brighton. So Lauren and I, we decided to tell the girls, you know, it happened like that, uh, the early hours of the morning, uh, tell the girls and Lauren was like, well, I'll still take you to Brighton. Uh, I don't think I went, but it's all a little bit hazy to be honest. No, I think Lauren took, uh, uh, was I saying Daisy, Cece, uh, Daisy. to Brian. And they went into the Lego store and uh, she had like five or whatever it was to buy, buy some Lego. And she went up to the counter and she gave, uh, you know, uh, to buy it. And uh, the guy behind the counter went, oh, we've been waiting for someone to come in. And he, he reached down to the counter. He pulled up a, a big, like, just random box of Lego. He says, what we do is we take all of the pieces off of the display and we, they're no, we can no longer, you know, resell them. Uh, but we wait for someone to come in that's special and we give it to them. And we want you to have this. Uh, and she was like, well, I don't have enough money. And they're like, no, no, you can just have it. Uh, and... Like the synchronicity of that, like Lauren turned to him and said, you don't realize what you've done there on a day for, for this girl. And the synchronicity of that. Yeah, so what, what a man of science who, uh, what, what, what do you make of all of that? See, a, a story like that to me is a beautiful thing. And I would hate to ever say anything that would take away from it in any way uh, for anyone who heard that story. Because I think, especially now with the world we're living in, we need stories like that and we need moments like that because they're what give us hope and they can kind of re-energize someone. Like, you, like what Lauren said to that person at that shop, you have no idea what you've done uh, for this girl in that moment. He doesn't or she doesn't, whoever the shopkeeper was. Uh, but it will carry so much weight and so much power. So I don't know if I'd even want to go there 
uh, with something like it. I guess if I was to... All right, take a telephone call then. Take a telephone call. So I, I think I've got call as, and you surely you've had that, haven't you? And then the phone oh, rings. Yeah. With, with you all the time. <laughs> so yeah. explain I, that then. I guess if I was to explain it, or if I was to even try, and I, and it was, I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to, to, to put it down as if it can't happen. You dick. But I guess if I was going <laughs> to go anywhere, it would be statistics, wouldn't it? That for every time that has happened, there's been 10 times where it hasn't. So every time it did all hit the right mark and they called the right day on the right place, there's been 10 days where they didn't call, didn't call on the right time, didn't call on the right place. But those ones don't register with us because we don't notice the specialness because there's nothing special about it not happening. And it's so is it perspective? Yeah, I guess it is because it's a very special feeling when when let's say your back's against the wall you've had a bad day and then the phone lights up and it's the one name that you want to see and you answer the phone and it fills you with that happiness that's going to stick with you but when you're having a bad day and the phone rings and it's the person you don't want to talk to that's just another bad day that you just want to you know write off from your memory so I don't know that that's that's if I was going to go down the science route, that's where I'd go with it is I'd say it's statistics, but I wouldn't want to go there with it for the very reason that I think moments like that are beautiful. We don't need to, or I don't want to tread on them uh, by saying, well, it was just good statistics. You were just lucky uh, on that yeah. day. And that's exactly what people would say. It's not, it's that it's not luck. It's a, it's a special moment. Uh, not something as simple as a numbers game. So you're, so my mind, what you're saying is your car accident is just a statistical thing. Like for instance, uh, let's say you ride a, ride a motorbike and you pull up to a junction and uh, you pull out as you should, but someone blindsides you. Uh, we're talking like probably a hundredth of a second of an opportunity that that's caught you, uh, that, yeah. that person. If you had stunned that brush one more time in the morning with your toothpaste, uh, if you had uh, just uh, drunk water for another, just filled up another water, you know, all of these things wouldn't have put you there at that point where that person didn't look and blindsided you. So you, you're saying constantly, all the time, you're missing opportunities and then it's just the one that catches you. That, that, that's how... You wake up in the morning, or you don't wake up because you don't sleep, and you just look out your window and all you see is green numbers. So it's not that it's that, because that makes it sound like we have no control over it and that it's just what's going to happen to you is going to happen to you. But I think although they are numbers and everyone falls into those numbers, we all have a way of influencing what the result is going to be. So for example, if you don't want to be one of those numbers that gets lung cancer and die, you can greatly reduce, reduce the chance of being that number by not smoking, by exercising regularly. Uh, if you don't want to be one of the numbers who dies on a motorbike, obviously the easiest way is don't ride a motorbike. But if you're going to, it's, you, know, you look twice before you go at junctions. You take the extra second. You wear all the protective gear. So I, well, but I do think... What if that extra sec second caused you to crash? Yeah, but, uh, but that, and that, that's the thing about it, isn't it? And this is what I like about statistics. It's unbiased. 
So sometimes, yeah, the numbers are bad. Sometimes, yeah, your number is you got hit and you died. Sorry. It's not, it hasn't got any emotional attack. It's not poetic and beautiful as much as it's not um, evil. It's, it's completely without feeling, without emotion. Because this is my issue when people talk about God. And the, the argument against God for a lot of people is, well, how could a God allow people to starve in Africa? How could a God allow coronavirus uh, if there's this great God? But I think if you want to believe in God, you have to believe the same way that I do about my numbers. Is it's not, it's not got an emotional attachment. No one's sitting up there going, feeling like being a bit of a dick today. <laughs> Let's kill a bunch of folk. As much as he's not saying, oh, I'm going to give Tom over here a break uh, and he's not going to get hit by that car when he leaves his house. But tomorrow, I might hit him with the car. I'll see how I'm yeah. feeling. So okay, so that unbiased. Could, could you finish off with uh, a uh, non-science uh, experience that can't be explained then? In what that I've had in my own life. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sure I could. We're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna with certain things, we're gonna have to do a bit of pre-prep for this so that we actually have something on the day. Uh, no, no, something that I can't. People want to explain. watch the next one, aren't they? For it. That's true. Let me see if I can get you one today, though, because that would be nice. What, what did your mum and uh, sister say about you having a baby? <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. So I just posted the, uh, the title and obviously the clip on Facebook. And my mum commented within about two seconds with, yes! I did see that. And I said, did you watch it? Again, the same question I asked the last time she saw something on the podcast and reacted. She went, no, I didn't watch it. I just liked the title. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe try listening to it. Should we invite her on as a guest? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> idea. I, I think if my mum comes on, then Poppy has to come on for an Okay. Answer. I mean, that would, right. would about even it out in terms of things. <laughs> now, you've distracted me. Come on, a miraculous moment that cannot be explained. Da, 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 da. Like life itself, like life itself, they say... Uh, I watched, a, I, I went through a phase of really enjoying like uh, science and uh, astronomy. Uh, uh, no, which one's which? Not, which one's astrology? Which one's Gemini and all the Gemini? And not that one, the actual stars. Astronomy and, is stars. Astrology yeah, is. Yeah, astronomy. I went through a phase of astronomy uh, and all of that. I can remember either reading or hearing something where someone was trying to quantify. Uh, in a layman's term, uh, how life, the, the uh, statistical chance of our life existing uh, in the grand, like trying to put it into a grand kind of scale. And he said, or she said, or whatever I read said, that if you think of baking a cake, or uh, bread's probably a better example, the bread won't rise unless you have the ingredients right. So you only have to add a little too much or take away a little too much and it wouldn't rise. It'd just be like a soggy mess, wouldn't it? I think people can relate to that. Uh, and he said, so let's say bread, how many ingredients in an average bit of bread? Half a dozen or something? What's that? 
GNT, yeah, I think I have a GNT. You on GNTS? Yeah. I will join you on a GNT. Uh, yeah. So how how have me? What? There's half a dozen, isn't there? Ingredients in bread. So mm -hmm. correct us. Uh, he said, if you took those ingredients of life uh, and multiplied it by like trillions of trillions, that's how many ingredients there are in in life on this planet. And he said, if you change one of those ingredients by naught point, naught, no, 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 like a trillion, 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 noughts, one, if you change any of those ingredients, uh, that many ingredients by just that amount, then life wouldn't exist. Yeah. That, that's how, how thing it is. Uh, so you're, I'm getting the impression that's how you look at life. It's just a pure chance that, that we are here in that sense. So give me, give me the, the, the soul Although it is, uh, it is a pure chance, but it's, it's that number that for me makes it beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful that it's so miraculously unbelievable that it's such a small chance and that it still actually happened. Uh, like even just look at our lives, the fact that me and you are here and having this conversation today, think of the number of things that could have changed that would make this not happen. Because off the top of my head, I could think of a thousand things that could have happened in the last hour that would mean me and you were not sitting here right okay. now having right. this conversation. I'll throw it in then. So, uh, like this whole law of attraction and everything else, I have a, a theory, a, a kind of way of thinking. Uh, like, I believe Lauren and I, as partners, as soul partners, were meant to be. We were meant to meet. Uh, but like with what we were ta saying, if one of us made one different decision in life all of that could have been the whole course could be completely different if there wasn't a world war uh thanks son cheers if there wasn't a world war we wouldn't have met because her nan and granddad wouldn't have met because of the war because like he was a refugee uh from germany and so they wouldn't have had her mum wouldn't met shit so just one quite major thing like that but uh, you know there, you could come up with endless things but i also believe that even if like for instance if she didn't come to the club to do martial arts i wouldn't have met her if i was a martial arts instructor i wouldn't have met her but i do believe that if uh she had stayed up in london let's say in the business world and i had been a business person i reckon i would have met her i, I kind of believe there is some kind of what's the word, synchronicity or whatever it is that we, they, they, we were meant to be. Destiny. Yeah. There's some fate to it. Yeah, and I'm sure, that, and this is it, right? I'm sure, let's say there's a bazillion, gazillion universes where one of those things change in each one and you get a slightly oh, got a good, different reality. I've got a good thing that throws people out on the beaches. Uh, when, when it's it like, again, from the whole uh, science thing, is if you, pick, they, this will, uh, if you pick up a grain of sand uh, on the beach, uh, better at night when all the stars are out, and they say, okay, that's our, our star, that, that one, one single grain of sand. They, they estimate our universe is all of the grains of sand on our planet is a star times by a trillion trillion. That's how, how, how big they estimate it could be. Mm. But that, like, that almost takes it the other way in terms of the chance of us being here because the, the universe is way beyond our comprehension of how big it is. Like we say it's big, but we really don't 
we can't comprehend how big it is. So the chance that there are other planets, very likely, that have life, very likely, that might even literally have another JC Cashman that looks like you, talks like you, has your entire life with maybe one minuscule change, very likely. Including, you know, businessman JC Cashman who married businesswoman Lauren Cashman. Uh, you know, though that's probably out there. And it, it's it's it, it, that then sounds like you're being wish-washy with it, that it's, you know, oh, okay, the multiple realities. But the universe is, like you said, massive. Uh, so the, I, th I think it's a beautiful thing. This is my, when people say to me, you know, how can you not believe in this? How can you not believe in that? I'm like, because there's enough beauty in the real world uh, for me to be absorbed in my entire life. I find all this stuff and the fact that everyone is what they are and everything's landed the way is beautiful enough. I don't need a man sitting on a cloud shooting thunderbolts uh, to make it any more beautiful. I think the numbers are beautiful. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Look at that wooden <laughs> table. Look at the rock. It is beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to log out there and I'm going to just see beauty in everything. I'm gonna that's see it. That's, that's the way to Look see at life. That shit. <laughs> it is it is one of a kind. Do you know what had to happen for you to see that shit right there? <laughs> to smell that shit. You appreciate every moment of it. Because it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> you know, next time someone's a dick. Like a real ass or that, or you know, you've got reason to hate. I'm gonna turn around and say, I see the beauty in this. I'm gonna yeah. rattle off because I, I quite often like to do those kind of things where you say something uh, completely unexpected and it just stops people talking. And it's like pattern uh, interruption, yeah, it's a useful thing, yeah, just completely spin them around the other way around and then leave them just going, huh? yeah. So I'll run over there. there I was going to say child or dog, but that's just not nice to think, is it? Okay, maybe I'll run over there, remote controlled car, and they're going ape shit, and I'll be like, you know what? The chances of that happening, ponder, ponder on the grains of sand. Well, look, I'll leave us with a with a quote that I've been using. That this will be useful for everyone who's struggling at the minute to find the beauty in anything, because for a lot of people right now, life just feels a bit crap. Uh, so this is, helps me when you but why, get but why? Nice it's just moment, a, it's just a statistic Crap's a it's, exactly, it's just a number but what you can say is <laughs> this isn't good living I don't know what is so like I had my morning coffee this morning and I sat out and it was a sunny day and the sun was on my face I was drinking my coffee and I said to myself if this isn't good living I don't know what is and it's a nice way to just remember that you know life's all right even if it is just oh, ones and zeros. On the bright side of life. That's going to have to be our uh, intro music at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Brian! <laughs> oh, I need to educate the girls on the Monty Python. I don't think they've all seen that. We've gone through Gladiator and those uh, in this lockdown. Shawshank Redemption. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think, well, I think now's Monty the time. Monty Python's a, yeah, a visit. Monty Python Marathon. Yeah. Education. For sure. Cool. Always a yeah, pleasure, dude. Doing good. I'll catch we'll up, catch up again soon. soon. Later. Cheers, guys. Bye.